Welcome to Crossing Darkness, a podcast about role-playing games ranging from the world of darkness to MMORPGs like EVE Online and everything in between. We broadcast live over Twitch and are open to answering questions during the show. Today we're going to be talking about one of my favorite video games, EVE Online, a spaceship science fiction MMORPG. In this game you can become an immortal pod pilot who can control some of the most powerful ships in all of the galaxy. Activities include market manipulation, spaceship combat, PvP, and PvE, mining, exploration, empire building, pirating, and much, much more. I'm your host, Frozen Fallout. Today we have a very special guest, Sindraken, who is from the Goonswarm Alliance. Um, how is space treating you these days, uh, Sindraken? Oh, wonderful. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's great to have you on here. Um, so how'd you uh, get involved in EVE Online? I was just looking around, uh, playing sp Cable Space Program, and Scott Manley had a few videos on EVE Online. That's how I first stumbled upon it, and I found it pretty fascinating, the economy and the stories all around it. I just gave it a try and I got stuck. Yeah, so what was some of the first things that you did when you joined up with uh, EVE Online? Well, first running around doing missions and stuff didn't captivate me that much and i fortunately made the decision to join a corp and they did a lot of uh, like fleets just tristans anchor your drones on the fc and let him do the stuff but it was perfect for new bro like myself i didn't understand what was happening but uh kill me is flashing up it was a hell lot of fun so that's how i got interested in pvp and basically stuck with this moving to Nordic pretty early on to a make more money because i don't like spending too much money on plex and buying stuff just want to do it in game yeah and so you're more focused on like the pvp aspect of the game yes um so you jumped out pretty soon you said out to 0.0, .0. what was uh what was the first region of 0, 0.0 that you went out to uh first experience in Mosaic was joining a little corp in uh, Cloud Ring, just as they were being evicted, we were crashing on their couch. So that was a glorious fail, but also a lot of fun, like battling it out and fighting over your stuff and losing everything and running away in the middle of the night, getting, getting the rest of your assets. But it was kind of hilarious. From there, we went a little bit around, low secure in there, and then great weapons. Living in NPC, no, like bashing a lot of structures, dropping in super capitals with no sexual open, that was a lot of fun. And from there, we got into uh, soft no sec, kind of getting a little bit of the isk rolling and such. That didn't last too long, and from there, we joined first legacy and then into the imperium and that's how i got to goons awesome so yeah tell us about your uh about your experience uh joining up with one of the big giant uh nullsec alliance what, what was so you your first experience with one of the bigger giant nullsec blocks you said was legacy um what was what was your experience kind of jo joining up with legacy <laughs> 
Well, I guess it was kind of funny. Like that was around the time where CCP uh, grandfathered out the old NP uh, player owned stations in Norsec for Faction 4 Desserts. Okay, yep. I got to join uh, Legacy's deployment to Providence. I'm basically just dunking on these people there and shitting on them and taking away their Faction 4 Desserts. And shortly after that, then NC kind of invaded the. Uh, Legacy space. We didn't fight back at all. It was boring. We were told not to give them content under no circumstances, drop any capitals and such. And yeah, we were pretty happy about the opportunity when um, uh, Imperium then had le uh, Legacy Blue. We used that to kind of move over there. And it was pretty liberating, <laughs> to say the least. So you felt like a big big difference um did you see like an, a difference in the it infrastructure as well because i know oh, i know yeah. goons have like an epic it structure um and and what they kind of uh have for their backbone seems to be um extremely impressive um so i've never done anything with with legacy um what, what kind of um you know overall just kind of comparison did you feel like there was a huge difference between the two when it came to the the backbone infrastructures that they have like the way you join uh, squads and s stuff that didn't even properly exist in Legacy. Like there was a website for gathering peps and that didn't work half of it. And yeah, in comparison, this one they have they have the shit sorted out. Like the communication backbone is. Um, so know. for reference, though, what what year was this in? It was. Uh, Actually, two years ago, just about. Okay, so. So what what have you been up to since you joined Goonstorm? Did uh, so you joined up with uh, was this like a, a player corporation that you'd been hanging out with, um, and they joined up, and that's how you guys got in into Goons? Um, or yeah, was... pretty much. Okay. Uh, we we got settled in in one of the border regions, like where a lot of the content is flowing in and out of the regions. So I got pretty good making is with bunch of Myrmidon alts and then just baiting fights out of that. Um, yeah, generally small gang PvP around the area. A um, couple of wormhole evictions, what we did, roaming around. The usual stuff it was pretty peaceful. Nice, and then, and then from there, um, did, you, did you stay with that? Are you still with that corporation right now, or did you end up uh, with another corporation within Goons? Uh, chemicals, by the end of the year, last year, they decided to move to Wormhole. I gave that a shot and didn't enjoy it at all. So I ran back to Goons. <laughs> now part of Amok, and I love it here. It's a really great corporation. Nice. So what are some of the activities um, that you are partaking in right now? Are you doing any kind of fleet commanding or are you, um, you know, just uh, kind of going out on all the different kind of PvP fleets? Do you participate in any any other activities um, that are happening? I know that there's a huge war that's going on right now. What, what kind of, what part are you kind of taking in all of this? Well, part of it is of course the big fleets when something is going down and everyone kind of has to do their part. But mostly I'm interested in smoking PvP and I keep doing that, like just going out from NPC no space to all the regions that are occupied by little test corporations and 
they kind of don't have the infrastructure to uh, really defend that. So maybe you get really small gangs, you get sometimes they have no help at all. Sometimes you just shoot an unzuplex or something and build a little bit bigger fleet depending on what your own numbers is. So it's really easy to get kind of the content that you is looking for, you can just create it. Absolutely. Um, so when when you say small fleets, I mean, that can kind of vary depending on, um, what would you say like the average fleet that you would fly in um, would be, or the, the, the fleet that you like to fly in? Like, well, my favorite setup is like five guys, no more. Like oh, you wow. can talk to people and coordinate and everyone's fine and like being efficient as a pilot. I don't like to have to think for everything that every single pilot has to do that just isn't my style of fighting. Nice. So do you have any uh, cool stories about uh, one of the uh, these little trips that you've done with like a five-man group? Um, you know, a little uh, little treat for us to kind of get what, what kind of happened to you in the I was well, there in EVE? Tons of stories. Like, uh, it's, it's the little things. Like going for a little ESS when, when, when they are trying to keep their ADMs up and... Uh, five battleships coming one by one and you just shoot them down or stuff like this or yeah like the other day i got a notification for a poco that was being shot from from ammo and i just went there and was a handful of bombers so yeah let's get the harbinger and sniper few let's get the assault frigate and shoot a few. it was so annoying that like 10 guys ended up standing down because i was just so annoying to them with my shit Wow, so that was solo. You just kind of went out there and just kind of, kind of messed with them in order to kind of force them to. Yeah, I mean, torpedoes don't really apply to a frigate, so that was easy to go in. And yeah, just sometimes it's easy to counter something. Like torpedo bombers aren't that hard. Yeah, it's interesting when when your objective is to kind of push somebody away from you. It's a big difference, you know, in in how the you know how you can kind of play in Eve Online um, versus trying to get a fight versus trying to kill something. Um, you know, all of these kind of things factor in, and it, it is interesting how you know there's a you know five man group that wants to try and destroy a structure. And the setup that they have, you know, is is vulnerable, not necessarily to getting killed by, but being, you know, if they're they're not going to be able to complete their objective if they're, you know, if you fit like a, a ship, you know, one ship just to, that's designed to mess with them. I have another funny story that happened just two weeks or three weeks ago. Like they were shooting a little Astra who's in structure timer, and we had some kitchen sink formed up, already seven seven guys and a few hours, something like that. They were hesitating to even go in, but then they came with Drakavax and Zalmas and uh, Astarde and stuff like this. And we decided, okay, if we can just push them off for a minute, then we get this timer and it's totally worth developing into that. But we went on top of them and they walked away. So we killed the first Drakavax and then they were back just to get the timer stopped again. And they didn't focus fire on anything, like an entire wing of Dracovox, five, six of them, and two command ships died for a little kitchen sink that was just ridiculous. Focus fire, man. Focus fire is so important, <laughs> man. It's like in this game, if you can't focus your fire, like, you're just, it's just the end. Like, uh, it's so rough. Um, 
you know? <laughs> was it, were they just out of range, or were they really just shooting they, everybody? They were, they were right on top of zero of the structure, afterburner stuff. And, like, like a comp made to tank whatever you're throwing at them while they shoot the astros. And we just had too much close-range damage right on top of them to actually tank this. So they broke apart, and they, they didn't know how to react, and died. Yep. Yep, that old, yeah, when things start falling apart, you gotta, you gotta be careful in those kind of things. <laughs> my, my vaccination made it out in 10% structure. Thank you for the follow, McNair. But yeah, awesome. Yeah, it's definitely um, yeah, lots of lots of really good um, kind of like things that can you can kind of do out there. So, do you um, a lot of the activities that you're you're partaking in, um, you know, with these five man gangs? Um, do you do any kind of es or the esi like going around and stealing um, with the new mechanics that are behind that? Uh, when when the opportunity is there, which kind of happens the. The whole te test corporation is trying to keep the ADMs up, so pops up here and there. Yeah, can and, um... yeah, kind of. It depends. When they want to react, then they can just bring battleships or anything. Really, anything they do can easily counter. But they often don't, and sometimes I have uh, we have the numbers, and we can set up a trip. Yeah, have you had uh, the ability to to use that as like a, a fight opportunity, or do you see it much more as like an ist making opportunity mm. and harassment uh, type tactic? Because um, I it's find that you can mostly about harassment, really. Like there's there's no reason to have a good fight in all of these things. As a defender, you can just descan whatever's happening, and you know what to bring in theory, at least. I mean, I've seen some fuck-ups on, on the test side trying to do that, but usually it shouldn't happen, like, yeah. And then on the other side, if you if you have 10 guys in just heavy DPS, close range ship, anything that lands on the gate dies immediately, you can't really fleet walk there, so the coordination is hard not to land there one by one. Mm -hmm. So... It, it really depends on the situation, but it's not a very interesting fight-producing thing in my eyes. So what do, what do you think are the most interesting things that create fights uh, for you? What are, what are the things that you believe uh, make the, the game like the... Because it sounds like you have a very objective-based kind of uh, gameplay style, that you go out and you try and, you try and achieve an objective. What are the, the things that you found EVE Online has brought to the table that really gets you out there and doing stuff in space? I, I, I like really, when I, thinking back on my Mermit on Alts, it was always fun to just have them there making a little bit of this. And then something shows up. Maybe it's a solo hunter, maybe it's a sign, maybe it's a five-man gang or whatever. And for one, that really taught me a lot of uh, fighting, like reacting to them by myself solo against multiple people you learn a lot how to how to do it and it's a good way of creating content like the people that are flying around hunting they don't want to engage in pvp ships they're here to kill some crabs and get away alive and yeah kind of playing off that knowing 
what the enemy wants to do and kind of exploiting it and turning it around and you know, sometimes getting really nice kills for it. And on an open grid in OSIC, anything can happen. You can use bubbles, you can use any weapon system, you can have a dread not showing up out of nowhere. So, yeah, gloves off, no compromise, no, no playing around. Yeah, definitely. 0.0, .0 has the the ability with Sinos and just everybody, you know, everybody being able to come in. Um, you know, the well, and then depending, and then you have Sino jammers, depending on if you have, um, you know, which part of sovereignty um, space. Covert Sino always works. But like, yeah, then you've got the counter. Yeah. Yep, nice counter plays that you can do with that. Um, so, do you do a lot of uh, like stealth bomber um, type? Uh, have you or done any kind of uh, like stealth bomber drops and stuff like that using the the covert op Sino in order to get around behind enemy lines? I mean, it's a useful tool. I, yeah, personally, I don't like sitting around waiting for stuff to happen. So, yeah, but I'll use it. It's a, it's a useful tool. Like we do have a lot of people out in hunting ships looking where there's targets for them, and yeah, if it's like a mining fleet or like five vexels doing the same site just to keep the ADM set, and can be useful to show up out of nothing with uh, yeah, the right tool to kill whatever is the target. Capitals, obviously. Yep. Um, so what are some of the things that you think um, might improve EVE Online or some of the things that you think EVE Online does really well to kind of like bring, um, you know, bring you to this to this game or what what do you kind of see in the future of eve online and also um you know kind of included in that what do you think of the upcoming patch that's coming out um, the industry change oh i hate it like i don't i don't like in doing industry to begin with now it's just even more complicated and stuff i just want to pew pew yeah yeah, the changing on the market and stuff like that is it, it can be rough with uh, it, and then, you know, I imagine people that are involved in it, you know, there's a big change for them and how they have to do stuff. But, you know, there's there's opportunity definitely out there. Um, I'm interested to see kind of how it all plays out. The economic shakeup in EVE Online is something I've always found to be really interesting. But, uh, but yeah, from a PvPer's point of view, it's just you know I just want to get my ships truthfully, you know, to <laughs> so. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, looking at it, kind of, kind of looking like everything's gonna get more expensive. Battleships, especially, I don't, I don't like the, the state battleships. I love my battleships, but yeah, they they got hit more hard. Yeah, um, I do, I do like the frigate bay that they added to the to the. Um, battleship definitely enjoy that kind of like addition to the game um, but uh, yeah it's um, is there anything that you that you'd like to see change in EVE Online yeah more resistances to battleships more resistances to battleships I agree with that more to, yeah they're so slow they don't have any damage mitigation they just need more resistances, not some hit points left on top, just resistances. Yeah, I could definitely see that being a big help to uh, to them make them more of a staying power and uh, 
you know, you gotta, you gotta really pound I mean, on them in order to bring them down. I mean, the most effective thing a ship can have in EVE is speed. If you, if you have speed, you can control range, you can get away, and so on. And battleships don't have that. Yeah. If they have staying power instead, and the resistance to easily be tanked, and eat a lot of damage, then they can have a role like staying somewhere, keeping a position, being a fortress in space. Yeah, it's an interesting point of view because yeah, it's it's totally true. Like ma range, uh, being able to control range in the game is huge. Uh, you know, in fleet fights and uh, single player combat alike. Uh, you know, if if I if I'm in a brawling ship and I get into a fight with a kiter and they're all and I'm in an afterburner and they're in a micro warp drive, that's it. You know, there's nothing that I can really yeah, do my, if I'm in my a most used ship is the Vexanity issue. It's a bit on the slow side, but super tanky. So that's kind of kind of the trade-off. The Vexanavi issue can survive a lot of shit that a battleship couldn't, because I can still pull some range with the Vexanavi issue. Yes, and yeah, and the drones on a Vexanavi issue as well can really help out with keeping keeping damage on at a range if you're doing solo or small gang um, type opportunities. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, it's interesting because I do a I do a lot of like frigate based um, combat right now, and um, I do like the the concepts more of going into or I need to start doing and I want to do more of like cruiser based solo combat and try and mess around with that because I like the idea of being able to still kind of brawl at like 10, 15 kilometers or uh, brawling with a with a lot of the frigates I've been using like the Atron is uh, I really need to be in with it like three kilometers in order to really get a good good fight going <laughs> yeah like frigates sometimes like an enu or something like that it's nice or just a just a 5k stiletto for this kind of stuff i do like going out in little frigate like uh three you know we just recently had a 3v3 that i was involved in where it was like uh you know we were just checking out plexes there was uh i think it was a Tristian, um, a Merlin, and an Atron, I want to say, that were inside of a Plex, and we didn't know whether they were fighting each other, whether they were, you know, together or not, so we, we went inside, um, there was three of us, I had a Cure, um, and then we had two Atrons. And, you know, it was a really fun battle, you know, of course they focused down on me, um, and they were able to, to d delete my Cure um, you know, but I was able to hold out long enough in order for us to wipe the field and hold the field and take, you know, so it was a pretty even fight. It felt, it felt really good because, you know, I, when I went down, I was, you know, I got to sit there and still watch in my, in my pod and I'm like, oh, that guy popped, that guy popped. And now this guy's just slowly popping. <laughs> it's like, ah, such a, you know, beautiful feeling when you get, you know, like a nice, solid 3v3 fight going on and in the end it was really kind of even on uh the isk payout because we got to hold the field which we, we got to loot some of the stuff they had one of their ships had a little bit of an expensive module on it um and they got to take down a cure which you know is a faction pirate frigate um and that makes it you know makes it up for them i'm sure they were pretty happy coming out of that fight and we were ecstatic about it so um, so do you get, have you had, um, do you do, or are you, um, have you had any experiences with, like, 
pretty even close-up fights, or are you mostly um, trying to, like, make sure that your gang is dominating the field? Did I lose you? Oh, sorry. Wrong, wrong push talk. <laughs> uh, even fights. Yeah, no, I, I like to just engage anything I, that gets in front of me. And yeah, often enough, I, <laughs> it gets me killed, but often enough, I get a really interesting fight out of it. Like, just the other day, I went for a Gila in my VNI. I didn't quite expect that to work out, but it did. Oh, really? And yeah, I kinda I kinda rather take a chance than, than lose a chance to, to get a good fight. Yeah, I I'm I'm a big frequenter of, of Tama, um, and I am a big frequenter of losing my ship multiple times over and over again to Sir uh, Sir Yag, um, or other uh, elite PvPers that are out there, but I always enjoy just taking a good fight. Um, so this this Gila fight that you had, what what kind of what was the breakdown of what kind of happened there? Well, it was actually in an ESS, and I was kind of stealing fifty million isk or something, and so he went for it. Started killing his drones for explosives damage first. That's a little bit of a damage hole for the VNI. After that, I started tanking and just kept firing and he was buff of it so in the end he went down in a blaze of glory oh nice nice yeah he did actually get me to like half structure or something it was pretty close <laughs> oh yeah those uh yeah those uh butt clenchers those are some of the most fun battles that there are in Yvonne line or it's like right down into the hall like ah oh, yes my ship is on fire <laughs> oh my, I have, a, I have a screenshot for that, if I can find it and link it to you. Um, but yeah, we are coming up here, um, I want to kind of, unfortunately we do have to wrap it up a little bit early, because we do have another show that we're going to be doing here at about 7 o'clock, uh, in, in about 15, uh, or about 20 minutes or so here. Uh, but before we kind of uh, wrap things up here, um, is there anything specific that um, that you'd like, any shout-outs that you'd like to give or anything that you'd like to um, talk about before we wrap things up? Well, shout-out to Amok and all of the guys in Afghanistan who are, like, hanging around with me and having fun all day, every day. Keep up the good fight. We're gonna push Dapi out of here, one way or the other. Hell yeah, man. Definitely. Awesome. Well, uh, thank you so much for being on the show here, um, and I um, definitely want to get you back on to kind of get some more stories about um, some of the stuff that you're um, that you've been doing. Um, you know, just all the different kind of um, you know different slow, solo and uh, you know uh, small gang PvP kind of stories are always great to hear. So it's um, really really glad to have you on to the show here. Um, and we'll definitely, um, we're going to be going to uh, doing a Crossing Darkness episode with a storyteller that uh, is going to talk about the world of darkness coming up on our next episode here. 
Um, thank you all for watching here, and definitely check out our website, um, theageofstories.com. Um, you can get more information on us there. We have links there to all of our um, friends of the show, um, and kind of gives you like a breakdown of all the different other projects that we work on, from our tabletop actual plays to the different other um, episodes that we have for our podcast here. Um, so thank you so much for being on the show here, and everybody have a great night. Thanks for having me, and have a good one.